Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson. Something coming up over the weekend, the Berkshire Hathaway Annual Meeting happening. And with that in mind, our next guest uh, putting out a piece that asks, asks why the stock market's biggest tightwad is buying. But first, it's the latest in business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. All right. Thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Uh, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they are all advancing. S&P 500 index on track for a record. The S&P up six points now to 23.96. That is a gain of three-tenths of one percent. Equities moving higher. The Dow up 26, up one-tenth of one percent to 20,978, higher by one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up 14 to 6,089, up two-tenths of one percent. U.S. payroll gains rebounded in April by more than forecasts. The jobless rate unexpectedly fell to 4.4%, with the economy adding 211,000 new jobs. White House reaction from Gary Cohn, director of the National Economic Council, who stopped by our studios today to talk to Bloomberg Television. When we bring in business leaders, we hear two things, and we hear them consistently, and we hear them in this order. Regulation is stifling business investment, the capital investment, and taxes. We are not competitive in either front. The president is 100% convinced, he's 100% right, that we have to improve our regulatory reform and we have to improve taxes to bring businesses back to create real job growth, which will create real wage growth. Gold is up $1 to 1229 up one-tenth of 1%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, uh, moving higher today, up 30, uh, up uh, by 79 cents uh, a barrel, 46.31 on WTI. That is a gain of 1.7%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. We are just about 27 minutes away from that closing bell, counting you down on this Friday to the closing bell, brought to you by Upside. The smart new way to buy travel is Upside.com. Save money and get a free gift card every trip. Use code BUSINESS and you're guaranteed at least a $100 gift card your first time using Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. This is Bloomberg. Omaha, Nebraska is where I will not be this weekend. Big plans to attend the, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway But it's not meeting. about you. Thank God that we do have our own sort of correspondent there, if not me, Bill Smee, the CEO of Smee Capital Management, uh, regular here on the show. Uh, is attending the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting. Bill, have you been in previous years? This is the seventh consecutive year I've been here. Can you describe it for everybody, kind of what goes on? Well, uh, the, the, the first thing is for shareholders, there is an introduction to many businesses that, that, that are owned by the company through the, the exposition center at the convention center and then through the ones that are located here like Borsheim's and, uh, and the Nebraska Furniture Mart. And Borsheim's, so the, the jewelry uh, store and, and uh, that Borsheim's, yeah. Owns, yeah. And that, that cocktail party at Borsheim's where Buffett comes and sells jewelry is, is, is you know, that's a, quite a thing. I mean, that, that my, my wife said that that might be the reason she'd be willing to come sometime with me. <laughs> I'm with uh, her. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's that. And, you know, it's the largest gathering of, the high net worth individuals 
if maybe in the world. I mean, there's. I, I would guess if there's forty thousand people here this weekend, there's probably at least ten uh, to maybe fifteen thousand of them are are from outside the United States. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and and so I, my big plan this weekend was I was going to take a few days off and got uh, scotched by our big plans in Boston on on Monday, but. Take a few days off and drive out there, not least of which because the flights were tough to get, hotels are tough to get. What, what do you do about all that? Yeah, well, we make our plans early, uh, and uh, so it, it's uh, it's quite an interesting time. You know, this is uh, this is unique. I, I heard you tease about uh, our piece about you know asking why the tightwad was buying, <laughs> and uh, you, you know all this stuff kind of goes back to his teacher, right, ben, Benjamin Graham, the. The writer of security analysis and the intelligent investor, and what what has always been the challenge in valuing common stocks is what is the present value of the future income streams of a business. Right. And and, and of course, no one knows that, right? Because it, it's it, it's the best guess. Right. And well, you they discount a, it, right? There's there's math around it, but it's based on some assumptions. That's right. And so so quite simply. If interest rates on the 10-year treasure are 2.3% for the next 10 years, Buffett said in his annual letter that stocks are undervalued here if that happens. And, and so you've got these these two camps out there. Uh, the, the one big camp, the camp that's been winning the game for 35 years, is the camp that says the economy's not going to be able to get out of its own way, and interest rates are going to stay at 2.3, and you've got the most successful value investor of all time telling people that if that's true, you, you want to be buying, and he's been buying. He's Even been buying. He's been he, let me just jump in there, Bill. He has been buying, but our big story, one of the big stories we're covering here at Bloomberg today, is uh, how Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway are selling IBM. He sold about a third of his uh, investment. He was the largest individual investor, largest investor in IBM, but now he sold about a third of uh, his holding. That's a pretty well, big well, move out of a well, well, name. Well, but you know, Buffett is, uh, you know, kind of like. Ty Cobb, you know, he's got the highest batting average of all time. So, so, but that highest batting average means that he's right about seventy percent of the time, right? Any of us mm-hmm. that, that pick stocks like our firm does, if we if we're right sixty percent of the time, you know, we're 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 in very good shape. Because the beauty of the mathematics of a common stock is that how well you do when you're right is fairly unlimited, and how poorly you do when you're wrong is limited by math, right? If you if you pay $30 for a stock and you pay cash, the worst thing that can happen, it goes to zero. You pay 30 for a stock and it goes up tenfold in 15 years, it goes to 300. So as we like to say, uh, in the Bible, love co- covers a multitude of sins, but in common stock investing, those 10 times your money baggers that Peter Lynch used to talk about are, are, are cover a multitude of duds in that 30 or 40%. So all Buffett's doing with IBM is just dealing with the reality that what he thought was going to happen six years ago has not played out like he thought. Therefore, to a certain extent, he's wrong, and he is organizing himself around a better use for that cash. And since he's drowning in cash right now, that opens the floodgates up to a lot of thoughts about what he might want to do with that money that he's taking out of IBM. I mean, I, I was struck in reading the annual letter this this year. I know you're obsessed about it as I am. Where he talked about uh, companies that try to beat numbers 
uh, every quarter and the analysts who praise them, those companies aren't really focusing on what uh, business is much too more surprising than that. And I, and I was screaming my like, the ceiling like, well, what about IBM, which you own so much? That seemed to me like a clue that he was selling it. By, by the way, a great point, and, and uh, I love talking to you folks, but uh, it, it just uh, what I think about Bill, just for 15 our, seconds left. Sorry. Our microeconomics textbook said that competition will be invited by high profit margins. The businesses that IBM wants to get into have high profit margins. Therefore, there's a lot of big players that want to get into the cloud, right? Yeah. On the other hand, Amazon, who's a big, the biggest player in the cloud, Bill, we got to jump. Margins. Yep. Uh, okay. Good luck. Have fun this weekend. Bill Smead, CEO of Smead Capital Management. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. All right, everybody. It is 3.39 on Wall Street. That means it's time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Once again, over to Nancy Lyons. She is in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Carol. Senate Republicans are warning the GOP health care bill that was passed by the House yesterday will not necessarily survive a Senate vote in the same shape. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Orrin Hatch says Republicans will have to manage their expectations and focus on what's doable. Bloomberg's chief Washington correspondent Kevin Cirilli says those pre-existing conditions are still a concern. Representative Upton, a Republican, earlier this week, adding on that last-minute amendment to the House legislation in which it would call for an $8 billion increase to the pre-existing clause in over a five-year period. But my sources in the Senate tell me that is a low-ball estimate and not enough to win over moderates. If anything, it would have to be closer to $20 billion. Aides say one side benefit through all this has been President Trump got to know a couple hundred lawmakers. French voters will be selecting their next president Sunday. They have a choice between Emmanuel Macron, who believes in a global approach, and Marine Le Pen, who wants France out of the European Union and favors immigration controls. Former president of the ECB, Jean-Claude Trichet, tells Bloomberg he's convinced Macron will win. The man who was not known by the French only two years and a half ago and uh, is perhaps... Uh, the next future president, and perhaps we'll have a majority according to certain survey and polls that we have on the parliamentary election. In baseball, the Yankees are still trailing the Cubs one to nothing, the top of the fifth. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Nancy Lyons. 